Hello, Frost Wolves. I've blown out the mic, and you're listening to Dare Daniel Podcast, where you send us your most sinister movie dares. We, we suffer those consequences for your amusement. I'm Corky McDonald, and I'm at a gathering of the orcs. And with me, as always, is film critic Daniel Ogroth Barnes. Hi, everyone. As Corky said, on this show, we do your dirty work by watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine, and then we review and rate them on our unique system. A run-of-the-mill bad film is rated a dare. We give a double dare to the truly atrocious movies, and we reserve the reverse dare for a despised movie that we think is actually pretty good. Today on the podcast, we are reviewing the 2016 film Warcraft. But before we get started, Daniel's going to tell us about the beer we're drinking during the show. Today, I brought us cans of Surly Furious. This is from Surly Brewing Company in Minneapolis. This is a really well-known beer if you're from the Midwest. It has not really ever been available on the West Coast. It's an IPA, but it's kind of copper color. The maltiness is really the main feature of it. It's got a really good balance between the malts and the hops. They use uh, this hand-turned barley that is used in a lot of single malt scotches. Uh, And it is available now in Sacramento. They have expanded production at Surly and uh, available now. And it's a damn good beer. Damn, this new favorite beer, dude. This is awesome. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah, this is the first time I'm ever drinking it. It is fucking great. Yeah, it's previously just never been available on the West Coast. It was just available if you lived in the Midwest. But it's a really well-known beer. It's kind of the their, the arrogant bastard, I think, of the Midwest. It's just a very strong, malty, hoppy, good beer. But it's only, I believe, 6.5%. Yeah. So, nice. got a good balance to it. Nice. Today, we're doing Warcraft. Uh, as I said, the 2016 adaption of the famous video game from Blizzard. This dare came to us from one of our favorite followers, Ben Rice, great local comedian and host of the Barley and Me podcast. His dare goes like this. Of course, Duncan Jones rocked Moon, a practical effects masterwork starring Sam Rockwell. But then someone decided to hire Jones to direct a CGI-filled blockbuster based on a video game? There's never been a good video game movie. There's no way to make WoW, one of the most expansive universes of all time, a remotely watchable film, and you hire a director who clearly excels with practical effects and struggles with CGI? Surely this is a steaming pile of sweet Rockwell man-ass. Or is it? Spoiler alert, I fell asleep in the theater for half of this film's runtime. It's back-breakingly boring. Enjoy! The IMDb synopsis goes like this. As an orc horde invades the planet Azeroth using a magic portal, a few human heroes and dissenting orcs must attempt to stop the true evil behind this war. You ever play Warcraft? Never. Never? Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, so we have no basis in that. I've heard of it. But yeah. I've oh, n- I know it. I'm, we live in the culture. Sure, sure. Right? We live in society. But I've ne- uh, you could you could tell me anybody is anybody name, and I would believe you. <laughs> Which this movie does actually. Oh, absolutely. It does seem like from what I've read that it's fairly faithful to the general spirit and look of the games, as okay. far as I can tell. Yeah. But I think that's all. Just just as a preface, I think it's irrelevant to the discussion of the actual film. Like it either works as a film or it doesn't work as a film. I don't care about Easter eggs or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. So Warcraft, uh, which is of course also known by its ironic title, Warcraft: The Beginning, uh, because this movie was actually kind of an ending. <laughs> Remo Williams: don't, The Adventure don't, Begins. Don't think. Don't <laughs> think we're seeing what happens after the beginning, right? Which I guess is this movie. It's, of course, like Scorky said, based on the popular video game franchise created by Blizzard Entertainment. As far as, I, again, I did some research. This is all just research. Started as a video game, just a straight-up video game, and expanded or evolved into a what they call 
a Mamorgpuk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. Mamorgpa, M-M-O-R-P-G. Yes. Yeah, so it evolved into a Mamorgpa. Like the games, the movie is set in the fictional fantasy world of Azeroth. Yeah. The film version spent about a decade in development. It was first announced in 2006. Duncan Jones attached in January 2013. Principal photography started in January 2014. Post-production lasted two years. All fantastic signs of a good movie. Imagine sitting in an editing booth and watching this over and over again for two years. That's a nightmare. (laughs) The fifth render would have your eyes just betraying you. So among the cast, Travis Fimmel... Dominique Cooper and Ruth Nega are among the many humans. I guess they're humans. And Toby Kebble and Paula Patton are among the motion-captured orcs that we see. The film came out on June 10, 2016. Production budget of $160 million, Domestic gross $47 wow. million. Wow. However... Did very well overseas, nearly $400 million. Crushed in China. Made it the highest grossing video game adaptation of all time. Biggest opening day of all time in Ukraine. Second biggest film of 2016 in Russia. That's... Said it before, they hate our freedoms. That's amazing. (laughs) They hate our freedom. (laughs) They hate our freedom and they love our trash. Uh, It also got a 28 on Rotten Tomatoes, 32 on Metacritic. Quirky. Mm Mm-hmm. McDonald, as I said, Warcraft, the beginning. This movie is all about setting up a really long franchise of movies. That's all this movie is trying to do. Yes. It's all set up. Do you miss the follow through or are you glad they stopped at setup? Well, this movie, like you said, it's all set up to be a lead into the next movie because the movie doesn't care about resolving any plot line anything like that it's all just like all right well here you go here's the cutscene. now that start the next chapter of the video game (laughs) that's what it is uh i did i i gotta be honest i didn't hate it Mm -hmm. i didn't hate it i didn't understand the goddamn thing oh absolutely not but i didn't hate it yeah there's nothing really original here yeah no 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 it's game of thrones meets lord of the rings meets anything fantasy yep it's just it's a mishmash of fantasy stuff and you have all the scenes there's a there's the looking over the map model scene, yeah. trying to figure out how you're going to move your troops. There's the fantasy creature roundtable scene where everyone gets together and the elves argue with the dwarves. <laughs> man, yeah. There's nothing original here, but is it markedly more terrible than your average Marvel or DC movie? To me, not really. No, no, it's, I, it's pretty much just a bad. Some of the mocap nonsensical stuff is, movie. The mocap stuff is actually pretty. The funny thing is, everything in the human world looks way fake. So much faker. Oh, it's and terrible. Feels so much faker. There's no texture. There's no emotion. There's no anything. The King's Lair. I expected somebody to say "dilly dilly" because <laughs> that's, that's as it looks as real value. as a Bud Light. <laughs> There's such plastic stones set up in the king's chamber. Yeah, I do want to give this movie a little bit of credit. It's admirable because it actually does try to bring a level of emotional complexity to it and a little bit of darkness to it. Uh huh. And it isn't just about the hero human stopping the evil orcs. It's actually a complex kind of story the lead orc it Dur- just completely falls flat duratan is the only compelling character at all he maybe is. blackhand a little bit but uh it, oh it, none of the humans none none of the humans none of the humans nobody it, any attempt to build that kind of emotion in the it, it just doesn't work yeah but they try it god damn it they try <laughs> god it damn, they put a lot of effort into this all right so let's start with the movie we got a huge we got what's called a grabber 
<laughs> we got a grabber of an opening. I don't even know if it is a grabber. It's just, this movie is insane. It, yeah, the nonsense starts right away. Right away. This movie, you can tell, this was supposed to be a 165-minute movie or something like that. And most of that cut stuff comes from the first act. Sure. Because, yeah. holy shit, does it ha- get, like whiplash from taking you all over this universe into several different dimensions and i mean it just makes no fucking you start okay so the opening starts on this like scarred earth battlefield where one human is facing off against one orc and a narrated voice says from before we can remember humans and orcs have hated each other but here's how that came to be it was like (laughs) you just said from before we can remember how do you know the story at all yeah and this one-on-one matchup it's nothing. You don't it, see it it. It, it. it has absolutely nothing to do with anything. They charge at each other, and then it basically flashes back to, yeah. here's how it started in the orc land. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so insane. <laughs> so now we're back in the orc land, which is, basically, it's a different dimension. Yeah. It's their land. Their land is dying. Yeah. Okay, so we meet the orcs. We They talk about the evil green magic called the fell. The fell. There's so many names for these things. Their evil magic is called the fell. All you really need to know Evil magic green? Yep. Good magic blue. There you go. There you go. That's all you need. That's it. Yellow makes an appearance somewhere. Like maybe they (laughs) put green and blue together to make yellow. I don't know how that works. (laughs) But yeah, if you see something lit up, like you broke one of those glow sticks on Halloween and leaked it out, that's evil stuff. Exactly. So the orcs are in this dying world. There's a chieftain orc. His name is Durotan. Toby Kebble does the motion capture Toby Kebble was one of the apes in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He was the ape with the scar. Okay. So, so he's, he's well-versed in the motion capture Is he like universe. Ron Perlman? He looks kind of simian, so they, they put him <laughs> in these roles. <laughs> is, is that what this is? I, I don't know Toby Kebble. Hey, I don't know Toby Kebble. I don't know. Toby? I'm just asking. Hey. Leave Toby Kebble out of this. Oh, wait. Leave but him in. You only know his name is Duratan, like, because you have the closed captioning on. Nobody calls anybody by their names. You didn't, I didn't know he was called Duratan. I didn't know anybody's name until, like, the last hour, and then they all start saying each other's names all of a and sudden. And locations, like, oh, okay. too. So, these uh, these orcs, they're, they're basically, they're large. They have tusks. Some of them are green because they've been touched by this evil magic, the fell. Yeah. Uh, they have giant fists. Again, they're motion captured, so it's all just sort of uncanny and weird. And yeah. So the chieftain orc Duratan. Yeah. All he's just trying to protect his family, and he's trying to protect his people. We see this great migration of orcs and this very weird green wizard, who we can already tell. Okay, green evil magic. Sure. Boom, evil green. Paula Patton is there as she's referred to as a half breed orc. She's a little bit lighter on the green skin and she looks a little more humanoid. Her tusks are smaller. All the orcs look like the Hulk uh, in full rage. She looks like She Hulk because she just looks like a woman who's green skinned and muscly. Yeah. She looks fabulous, but she's got like, and she's got oh, like she's baby. A hot orc. She's got baby fangs. They, they, they gave her like <laughs> carrot sticks pointed white. Tiny little nubby little things. <laughs> Good. <laughs> This is it's not really clear. So I'll just explain what the plan is. The plan is that the evil green wizard, he's going to use this fell which which essentially sucks out the life force of humans and the life force of everything. Anything, yeah. Yeah. So he's using all these creatures as fuel. 
He opens this giant portal. The creatures he's using, they look like the the singer in uh, Fifth Element. Yeah, <laughs> the, the girl who sings and gets yeah, shot. They're not humans. They're no. just whatever. But it, it, it's on their planet. Exactly, because it's back on their planet. There's yeah. no humans. But they've gone across the portal before, and they've realized, okay, there's some very weak things on the other side. They're you know they're humans. Right? We can take that world. We can absolutely take that world. Our world's dying. They have enough magic to send a war party. The yeah. plan is to this again. This is never made clear. No, nope. it's just like you, you pick this up as you so watch. I have to like explain it. So the basic idea is they're going to get humans, use the humans as fuel to let all of the orcs in. So yeah. they're just letting this advanced party of war orcs in. All their badasses, including Duratan, the yeah. chieftain, mm-hmm. and they're going to get humans, make humans the fuel because of the green magic of the fuel and the fell. And then open it for the horde. Boom. Here's the thing, though. This guy did not really study architecture or <laughs> renewable resource engineering. This gate that he's opening right. is like thousands of feet tall. It's n- unnecessarily Nobody tall. Nobody is over 10 <laughs> feet going through that gate. <laughs> Shrink it down. <laughs> Bring it down a couple thousands of feet. Boom. <laughs> Half your fuel. Maybe your earth wouldn't be dying Boom. so much. Boom. But no. Nope, I don't know. Whatever. Try speaking common sense to a shaman leader. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't go. Especially an evil green shaman leader. So the portal opens. Duratan is sneaking his wife in. His very pregnant wife. I'm not sure why. His pregnant wife is snuck across. They have some sort of issue when they're crossing this dimension. Everyone else seems to cross the dimension without any problem. But yeah. She has a big issue. She almost gets lost in the portal. Yeah. Comes out and something's wrong with her. Goes into labor. Goes into labor. This is five minutes into this fucking fantasy movie for children. This is so ridiculous. So, like all the teenage boys at this point were like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, she goes into labor. Baby comes out dead. Yeah. Baby is dead. Heavy, but, heavy opening. But evil green wizard who is not named until like the 90 minute mark of this movie evil green wizard sees a deer uses his magic to suck the life out of a deer sucks the life into the baby the baby turns green and comes back to life that's it and he holds it up and says a new warrior for the horde everyone cheers boom title warcraft Warcraft. and that's the point where in the game it will then go into the tutorial session where you learn (laughs) where where you learn how to use the character (laughs) absolutely oh now we're so this starts an insane abs i mean you thought that was insane you you thought Gotti hopped between places and dates this movie we're now suddenly at a place called iron forge right so they've grabbed you with this whole idea of uh orc portals and uh stillbirths right (laughs) (laughs) they they grabbed you that sounds like the name of a joe cocker album (laughs) orc portals and stillbirths tom waits's best song you kidding me so we are now at a place called Ironforge. Mm-hmm. Why does this start here? I don't know. Because we've got to see dwarves giving humans a, a boomstick. Dirt, dwar- there's a dwarf miner who is motion captured. Mm-hmm. Again, for reasons I, I know why they motion capture the orcs. They're supposed to be like 15 feet tall and like jumping 300 feet in the air all the yeah. time. Why did they motion capture this dwarf? Jonathan Reese davies wasn't available. <laughs> I know. Like, what the f- it's just such a bizarre decision. But 
We meet our hero. Yeah. His name, again, I had to look this up, Anduin Lothar. Lothar of the Hill People. I just <laughs> I just called him dude. Yeah, he's a dude bro he, he is played by an actor named Travis Fimmel, who is the most incomprehensibly boring and uncharismatic screen presence the most I hateable. have ever come across in my life. Yeah. I was just thinking about, like, you know how Taylor Kitsch, uh, the guy from Friday Night Lights, they had a little brief time where they were trying to make him a movie star. Uh-huh. They're like, ah, John Carter, we'll make this $200 million movie starring you. And then it was like, ah, no, he's not very good. <laughs> Let's stop doing that. <laughs> Man, come back, Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> I was like, maybe this guy is like Norwegian or something, and he just doesn't speak English. He's Australian. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he does sound kind of Nordic the way you he think, sounds. You think, like, maybe he just can't speak English, and he just doesn't know inflections. <laughs> he's phonetically doing he's his just, dialogue. Exactly, no. <laughs> Spoke English his entire goddamn life. Ugh. You'd never know it. Now. But he gets called away. Yes. This is the theme of this first act. As I was saying, it feels very cut down. Yeah. It feels like the studio told them, cut out everything between someone arriving and someone leaving. That's it. So every scene is like, hey, I'm here. See ya. You're summoned to, he. We're, we go from there, Ironforge, he's summoned to Stormwind. That was the whole purpose of that Ironforge scene. So now we're at Stormwind. He finds out that villages are getting attacked. They've captured some magician. This is, makes no sense at all. But there's, now we're going to get this magician in here. He has a mustache. He, I don't know who he is. <laughs> That's about the best description of his character That's what trait. I just kept calling him was mustache magician. I called him David Blonde because <laughs> he was just so, he was so nothing. Absolutely boring. I mean, he gives Travis Fimmel a run for his money yeah. in terms of being. They are vying for uh, uninteresting and leads. And most every scene involving the humans has one of those two in it. But the one funny thing here, there's almost no memorable or notable dialogue throughout the entire two hours of this movie, except in this one scene where he calls the magician a spell chucker. <laughs> like, that's the, that sounds vaguely racist, that's, man. That's, it sounds like you would have to check in with the AR at the like, castle. What's a good hate speech for magicians? <laughs> spell chucker. <laughs> so anyway... The magician says that they need to go summon the guardian. Yeah, because somebody has died in some weird way. The, these villages are getting attacked by the orcs, essentially. Again, the movie is so bad at giving this information. Yeah. You have to figure this all out third hand and like. But we were at this location and we find out we have to go to another location. Yes, because only the king can summon the guardian. So we go to like five <laughs> other places. Then we get to the king who tells them to summon the guardian. <laughs> Storytelling wise, could we have condensed that at all? (laughs) What's a way we could have done that? (laughs) That's like, what the fuck? We needed 10 steps to get to one step. So they jump on a hippogriff, essentially. Yeah. They basically just jump on a hippogriff. Johnny's laughing, but that's literally <laughs> what really happens. They really do jump on a that's, hippogriff. That's their public transit. It's a giant, basically, it has like a horse or a lion kind of a body I, I, has some kind of mammalian body and a bird head. I didn't know it was a hippogriff until I saw the eagle head roar. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, we're so, doing this. So they just fly <laughs> off on this thing. This island of Dr. Moreau fucking thing. Because they need to go summon the guardian. Yep. Uh, and who is the guardian? It's Ben Foster. Mm-hmm. Ben Foster. What's he doing? He's building the golem. Ben Foster <laughs> plays this. Okay, he's Ben Foster's balding. He's been balding since he was like in his early twenties. Right. He's got this long flowing hair, and he's he's almost playing it like Jared Leto. Like he's almost tickling his navel, his belly button. Right? Like I'm just uh, 
doing a little claymation over here. You know, he's almost delivering lines like that. And Ben Foster, not known to tone it down oh, in no. roles. Oh, this my. guy goes overboard at all times. Ooh. So he has a big pool of blue magic. So obviously, good magician, right? Yep, blue, blue magic. magic good. The the one like really on the nose thing is like he has a second hand. He has a, a helper yes. kind of like his name. The guy's name is Morose. He's like the only guy named, and he's not happy at all, ever at all. It's <laughs> like so you name the guy <laughs> Morose. He's not happy. <laughs> I, I thought that was like a bit. It's a good one. It's a good one. Sometimes it does feel like this movie is a do it a bit. But I it's do. Just... Sometimes it does feel like that. Yeah. And, oh, and Ben Foster's name is Medivh. So the Guardian catches mustache magician yeah born he's looking through some stuff he has a mark in his hand that burns essentially his backstory is that he was going to magic school yeah (laughs) which is some city in the clouds and he left magic school because he just he had outgrown magic school you know so he's just wandering around now he somehow got attracted to the the green fell because he's like a sensitive magician but there's also this ongoing like political struggle for the guardianship it, amongst Medivh, Ben yeah. Foster's character, and Mustache Magician. Yeah. There's this whole thing where Medivh feels like, oh, this guy's coming to become the new Guardian. You know, it's the guy like- who ran away from magic school. <laughs> trying it's- to trying to find himself while hitchhiking, hitchhiking across Canada. It's like Stallone and Banderas trying to be the top assassin. <laughs> like, I'm the top magician. You want to be the top. So, yeah, the Guardian can just throw magic all over the place. Um, We just get a little backstory that the Fell is a a magic that feeds on life. Yeah. So this evil magic, it destroys everything that it touches. And boom, off they go. They just whisk away because of magic. The the, the, Who fucking cares? (laughs) They go into the woods. They see these traces of green magic. It looks like the orcs had already attacked, but it's an ambush. And the orcs attack. There's a big fight between the humans and the orcs. The orcs are bigger, they're stronger, they can jump really high, but the humans have the Guardian, and the Guardian uses his magic to... Kill the bad ones. Yeah, kill all the ones that have been touched by the fell. Like, yeah. not all the orcs have taken the fell yet. Like, the Duratan and some of the other chiefs are like, eh, we're not so sure about this fell. Yeah, about uh, three quarters of the way through the movie, you find out Duratan's leader of the Frost Wolves. That's not clear right <laughs> now, but... When you, they haven't taken the fell, then he's keeping his people from the fell. Yeah. But when, when the guardian finds that fell is now in Azeroth, it gets his robes all in a twist and he's like, I gotta, I gotta now leave. Boom. Now he's gone. (laughs) So he takes off. I'm out. (laughs) Duratan and all the other orcs, including Paula Patton, are all fleeing. Yeah. He. She's trapped because she has like a chain on her. Uh, he uh, Duratan frees Paula Patton while Duratan's, he's running away. Duratan's good. He's a good orc. He's an honorable. Good he's orc. an honorable guy. He's trustworthy. He just wants to protect his people. Yeah. So he frees her, but she gets captured by the humans and taken prisoner. So of all the things this movie steals, like from Lord of the Rings, I mean every everything with orcs and and dwarves and elves steals from Tolkien somehow. But the worst thing this thing steals from Lord of the Rings is the battle jocularity. Right. During the fight scenes, that horrible lead human, he's trying to quip all throughout right. it. And it's just so ineffective. It just makes you hate him more. Yeah, absolutely. I was rooting, I was actively rooting against the, <laughs> the lead human the whole movie. Yeah. So we go back to the orcs. I had a hard time understanding for a while of where the orcs were here. I was like, did they go back to orc world? Are they in human world? You just, they have a huge camp set up. Yeah. The huge camp looks just like their world. Yeah. So. 
It's, 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 it's fucking confusing. We're now in a special episode of At Home with the Duratans because this is like you see Duratan and his wife just having a, their middle class life. He's talking about how his job didn't go so well that day. Yeah. She's asking him to hold the baby so she can get supper ready. Right. <laughs> so we also, again, see another instance of Duratan has integrity and he has bravery. The, the losing uh, chieftain is sentenced to death and he basically puts his hand in some some evil thing oh, yeah. that's going to eat him up. He lost his black hand. Duratan cuts his arm off before it consumes his body and sort of stands up for him in front of the evil green wizard. Yeah. This guy's name was Black Hand before he dipped his hand in the black hand stuff. He was stuff. born to do it. <laughs> you, I mean, you name your kid Black Hand. You name your orc kid Black Hand. You're really <laughs> setting him up for failure. So Paula Patton's in prison. And just to give you an idea of how people pop in and out of his scene, the Guardian just pops in. He's just like, hey, ask her a question. She's like, yeah, uh, no. And then he's like, all right, boop, pops out. Gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume the form of a bird. <laughs> gone. Yeah, out. She, he, she, he's interrogating her about who was leading the fell over on her world. Right. She said she didn't see him, but he had a voice like fire and ash. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two visible things. I don't know. <laughs> what does ash sound like? <laughs> Yeah, there's a little bonding scene with the queen and Paula Patton. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're, she's torn between worlds, obviously, yeah. right? She's part human, she's part orc. Uh, we don't know her full story yet, but she's she's starting to come over to the human side. We go back to the orcs now. One of them says it's good to see trees again. And so we realize, okay, it's this, the evil magic that killed their world is killing this world too. And they can see it. They look around the camp and... You can see that everything's going. We're like halfway through the movie here at this point. Are this we? Is, yeah. This is like the first time they have really set up what are the stakes of this. This was, and actually this is when I first started kind of getting into the movie a right. little bit was this because they, that fucking first part just speeds through everything. Oh, and it's it's mostly just very pointless. Yeah. It seems like a lot of stuff you could have set up in, in just a few minutes of dialogue, but we now understand, okay. The evil green magic is the thing that killed the orc yeah. world, and it's going to kill this world, too. It can't be stopped. This evil green wizard guy is a Gold- lunatic. Golden is the one killing Golden, everything. and he's basically the leader of everybody. Yeah. So they go on another journey. Right. They're basically, they're going now to find the orcs. Nobody stays anywhere for more than <laughs> they all two minutes. Now. So dude, Lothar, Lothar the dude, magic mustache, Dave and Paula Patton. Yep. Have all they're all on a journey now, and of course they stop and just tell their backstories by the campfire. Oh, yes, I love <laughs> Like they're just sitting by the backfire. Like we said, everyone's sharing their their broken family stories. Yeah, exactly. Paula Patton basically says, "I've been raped several hundred times by orcs." Because she talks about how you, you when you orcs have sex, you break your bones, and she has many broken bones. Right, right? and they're they're like both, "Wow, I'm sorry." And then the magician guy talks about how his parents gave him up. Lothar shits all over them. Is like, wow, you guys really brought the tone down. Like, <laughs> I've led a life of privilege. My sister's the queen. <laughs> My life is amazing. Yeah, really. I fuck all the time. Yeah, yeah. Her mother, we find out, was burned alive. She's oh, yes. an outcast. I mean, it's heavy fucking shit. But yeah, Lothar, he didn't give a fuck. Goldan spares her, but it's not explained why. Goldan has sucked the life out of almost everything. Right. And why does he spare this half breed? He just keeps Which her is- as like a. She's sort of a Princess Leia pr- uh, prisoner when we see her. He because, names her Curse. Yeah. Her, her orc name is Curse. Why she would has you- like chains around her neck. So they. 
eventually find the orc camp, which is filled with human prisoners. Duratan sees them kind of sidling up, and he asks for a parlay with the humans. Right. Because he's seeing that, uh, what's his name, Goldan, the evil green wizard, is going to do some bad shit. So now we go to the magical creature council scene, where all of a sudden just a bunch of dwarves and elves and magicians and who the fuck ever are all sitting around arguing with each other. This is the point where I was watching on Amazon Prime, it popped up that UA Bowl had asked to direct this movie. <laughs> they told UA Bowl no. <laughs> but how, how crazy, how much crazier could this movie have been? So we also, now we get introduced, dude has a son. Oh, yeah. Dude is a single dad. Yeah. <laughs> dude is just a single dad trying to make it work in you a magical know? world, man. And their relationship is strained. It's a little strained. The, his son to be is, fair, every seed with Travis Fimmel is strained. That's true. <laughs> Travis Fimmel working with CGI is strained. But- so his son got injured in, in, in an orc battle at Stormwatch. At Stormwatch, which is a place I don't think we've been. To. The Fourth Legion got Who decimated. Knows? He's laying there with a cut on his head, and, he, and he's telling his son, "Don't rush back. Take your time." And the son looks at him, and goes, "I'm a soldier, Dad." And you could see this is the one part of acting you could see from Travis Fimmel. He's almost kind of like, "Well, kinda." I, I mean, I'm a soldier. You're you're just my son. <laughs> <laughs> but right then, you know, that son is not making it to the oh, third he act. Is dead. Yeah. He is dead. The way he moons over him, it's just like, oh, I just wanted to make sure you don't get hurt. And the son's like, I'm going to go out and get hurt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's all I have left. Uh, you have nothing left. <laughs> Every scene where someone's not just arriving or leaving is blah, 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 doesn't matter at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. All these scenes are just deadly dull yeah there's no memorable dialogue there's no spark to anything that anyone says and nothing matters and no, n- anything with the humans is like fast forwardable everyone is constantly explaining things and yet nothing makes any sense <laughs> so it just doesn't work on multiple levels there's lots of scenes of ben foster being confused by things mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, he's starting to kind of break down a little with this magic yeah he cu- he shows up looking very haggard the mustache magician who had been doing all this research of looking at old books and stuff, he burns all the research. Yeah. Um, but the magician, mustache magician, finds out that the orcs w- were actually invited in from this side. That's, that's how that's they That's the other us. thing about this movie. Everybody just knows things when they need to know them. It's just they know it. Yeah. So now we go to the parlay. So it's parlay in a canyon. Never a good idea. <laughs> you don't go to a... Like, this, we're not going to put this in a canyon and not have, like, a big fight scene here, but... Parlay in the canyon. Looks like everything's going all right. But boom, the orc warriors, all the fell-touched orc warriors ambush them. There's another big fight. Magic happens. There's some sort of magic force field that the Guardian throws up there. And it traps, of course, uh, dude's son on the other side. And uh-huh. so they, they have a little moment where he's like, I got to go die and then he goes and dies <laughs> yes. and black hand is the one who kills him very much in front of uh lothar the dude absolutely that, and that's gonna set something up for it's the just end. setting yeah i mean boy does it ever one of the things early in the movie uh lothar the dude tells his son he says never use brute strength with an orc they'll they'll waste you on brute strength meanwhile he proceeds to use nothing but brute strength <laughs> when fighting the mocap orcs that he fights for the rest of the movie we go back now to the orcs. This is when I first noticed that Duratan, his tusks have rings in them. Yes. A lot of them have pierced tusks. <laughs> there there has to be an entire tribe of stylists for these orcs. Because they all have like 
long dreaded hair yeah. they have like jewelry in the hair yeah they all have like these giant bone armor where one guy has like what looks to be like two giant sea creatures on either shoulder I just liked of his their look. skeleton it was a tight look i liked his look he has like two large i don't know umami going down his <laughs> going down his shoulders all the way down the back and then his left hand is a big like series of spikes his right hand black hand of course yeah and the wizard has like these giant things growing out of his back a lot of them have big he has antlers growing out of his back some kind of antlers yeah Yeah, so the pierced tusks killed me pierced tusks (laughs) (laughs) i mean well you're 16 you want to rebel a little bit The green wizard basically monologues about what his plan is, which is essentially to infect all of the orcs with the fell, yeah. give them all and just overpower the humans. And he's just basically sitting there's like a human prisoner and he's just sort of like snacking on the dude's like essence. Oh, he's that's just sort right, of like yeah. talking to this other guy and he's just like, I'm just take a little bit of your own It's a spirit. really funny scene. He's talking to the second in command of the Frostwinds. You only know this yeah. because you find it out 45 minutes later, but that's who he's talking to, who, who betrayed his... Uh, Duratan. Yeah, which that was not clear at no. all. And this guy's name is Orgrim, which you don't find out until 45 <laughs> minutes yeah, later. This is stuff you need to find out later. But while the while Gul'dan is talking to Orgrim, he's just kind of, he's got a human there that he keeps sucking essence out and feeding to himself. And I'm like, dude, call your sponsor. Right? Get yourself some help. You're hitting it a little hard You're just right doing now. it to do it right <laughs> yeah. now. You're doing it alone. Because Orgrim's not joining in. <laughs> and he says that it is, quote... The time of the horde. Finally. Finally the time of the horde, but it's not quite the time of the horde yet. Nope. We'll get there. Don't worry. It's not the time of the horde. The worst thing about Gul'dan is that he talks in the third person. I don't care if you destroy Earth. Just don't say, Gul'dan, it feels strength now. We go back to the dude for his worst scene. (laughs) So remember, his son died. So what is going to happen? He's going to drunk grieve. This is his leaving Las Vegas. He's drunk grieving. Uh, Paula. Does Paula Patton come Paul, in? Yes. Paula Patton comes in, and he is, like, laying on a bar. Uh, like, he tries to get up a bottle falls. He's laying on a bar. <laughs> yes, just laying on the bar. I didn't realize that. That that just is the most ridiculous shorthand of I'm on a bender. I'm drunk, yeah. And then the bottle fall. Yeah. So, and he, he has a line. I didn't get to the exact line, but he has a line where he says something like, I have never felt so much pain as I have in this life. And he says it. With no emotion whatsoever. No. He says, I have never felt so much pain in my life. Like, really, I'm for, so, I'm for like, serious. <laughs> I'm serious? Hurting right now. Oh, my God. He has no emotion at all. It's insane. I bet he fe- really regrets making fun of Broken Family Storytime around the campfire now, though. Cause <laughs> <laughs> but she is hot for that she goes right on it it's like it, it, it's really like meets back on the menu boys because she wants right. some of that low she's ready she's like this guy's not burdened by his son anywhere i'm into it <laughs> oh oh you're free now of all obligations sweet mama we can like travel. You. that's great <laughs> mama wanty <laughs> so but basically because he said hold on he says i've never felt such a pain like this in my life and seen <laughs> no. That was it. It cuts right after That's that. That's it. She was already trying to fuck him before that. Yeah. Like, dude, you sealed the deal. I know, right? It's like, you don't got to oversell it. So there's divisions within the orcs. That's the thing, right? You've got the, the green orcs are pretty much like, yeah, let's go do anything. And everyone else is sort of like, we're not so sure about this. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, mustache magician, he goes back to this does not make any sense, but essentially this is the, the magic school that he escapes yeah. from, which is a lot of people in the clouds who are just standing in a circle. This is very much a video game setup. Oh, absolutely. Th- they're standing this like reminded me of a scene from ultraviolet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, exactly. So just, like walk into a room and everyone's like standing perfectly in a circle. Impossible. Ge- <laughs> <laughs> like, we were all just waiting there. Like what did you fucking do all day? This part, uh, you said there was no memorable dialogue. This was my only memorable dialogue because the <laughs> runaway magician, David Blonde, he storms up into this circle of high priests. And he goes, the fell is now in Azeroth. And the guy goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> the delivery of what is the best thing about this movie. So these magicians take him down to a room where there's a giant black cube of magic. Yeah. And they're throwing magic at the cube. You learn another name, Aladai, is supposed to mean something. And when Mustache comes up to the cube, the stairs form on the cube. And he goes... Very accessible. He goes, am I supposed to walk up those stairs? And the magic guy's like, it's never done that before. (laughs) I don't know, it's never done that before. (laughs) What the fuck is this dumbass movie? So he's like, I'm going to walk into this black magic cube. So he does, he walks in the stairs. And there's another wizard in the cube. It's a lady wizard. Right. And who he actually saw the first time he visited the Guardian. He saw this black mist around the books. Why that didn't tell him this information at that time? Who Seemed like a perfect time. It actually tried to hide. Yep. Could have saved some storytelling time. Could have saved a lot of lives. (laughs) But anyway, she warns him about the Guardian. Which is like, hey lady uh, catch up like we, we've already seen his eyes glow green we know the guardian's evil <laughs> i know right you've heard the research we know he's evil he's almost like uh, yeah come on come on uh-huh. give, give me the good Any stuff new information <laughs> no all right then i'm leaving your black magic cube. how do i do the cup and balls <laughs> and we should say it's glenn close because that's the whole purpose of glenn close being in that role right to is say, it really glenn close that's glenn oh, close swear to god wow yeah she want she didn't want credit She's oh, not no, credited. no, yeah. no, no. Don't do that. She's in this movie for 30 seconds. So then we cut to the Guardian. Oh, and, and the Aladai says, from darkness comes light and light comes darkness. That's supposed to mean something for the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It comes up. <laughs> we go back to the Guardian. Yeah. Who admits to, dun, 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 helping the orcs. We fucking have already known this for so long. That's and been we revealed. were told in the previous scene. This scene starts with the Guardian. He's like half out. He's out of the pool. Like He goes into his 10 blue feet away laying pool. down. And the guy, Moroz, comes over to help him lift him back. And it reminded me of Arthur. It was like Hobson. <laughs> come to help Arthur. <laughs> back in the bath. Put me in my pool, Hobson. Dudley Moore in that role would have been so good. So fucking good. So, <laughs> but he he gets in the pool and he just starts swimming around in special effects. All of this green magic pops in. Yeah. And he he essentially sucks the essence of this extremely loyal assistant. It, very loyal to the to a fault. In order to get strength again, which yeah. is the same thing that uh, the evil green orc wizard was yep. doing. And now so you know fully Mediva's evil. So we get the standing around the map model scene. Lothar <laughs> is all, he's pouring it on now. He's all ticks and swagger. <laughs> oh, man, yes. He doubts the king. He says, we can't do this. We can't trust uh, any of this stuff that's going on. He's, of course, in full-on grieving mode. He just wants to go out and kill some motherfucking orcs. Yeah. He gets put in prison. Sure. For doubting the king. 
Paula Patton says that she's going to go in his place and she's going to protect the king. Why is Paula Patton allowed to go visit him in his cell? I know, right? There's like an old Billy Midnight Express scene of them touching through the bars. And and Lothar tells her, do not trust Medivh. Do not trust him. Right. Why didn't he tell the king that? Seemed like a good thing to try. <laughs> they were all standing well, he there. Said some, he said he, That was kind of what he was what the argument was but about he was dancing around he, he full-on tells paula Patton, don't yeah, trust him exactly he's more like well what was he doing all this time where was he there's this whole thing about the guardian was gone for a long time yeah. until this scene that is never Mm-mm. never mentioned what were you doing for the last six years it's like I, we don't know what the six audience? years is that how long this movie is <laughs> holy fuck <laughs> so now the orc we go back to the orcs the orc who betrayed Duratan and his family goes and frees. Now, the orc who betrayed Duratan in the canyon frees Duratan's family. Draka is his wife. Yeah, his wife and the baby. Yeah. I, I started calling her Durka Durka because this is the only time her name is <laughs> Durka Durka Mama John. <laughs> she gets chased. She puts the baby in the river. Christ-like. Yeah, Moses-like. Or Moses-like. Yeah. Baby in the reeds. But what's funny is that the the baby basket that even has tusks on it. Like, because <laughs> like, it's orcs, they have to put sharp bones on it. Yeah. So, Moses in the reeds. She puts them down river. Yep. Uh, she gets killed trying to buy him some time. Yep. So, she's dead. Draka was going to be a shrimp and boat captain, but she died by that <laughs> river on Azeroth. That's all I have to say about that. So, now we cut back to Duratan. Who doesn't even know about all this stuff? I mean, he he knows that his wife got away, but he doesn't know that she's dead now. Oh, yeah, but and she's baby, wearing his baby is afloat. Yeah, just floating down the river. But now we go back to him, and his whole thing is he needs to show the Orc clan that That's this right. evil green wizard is a son of a bitch. I guess <laughs> so. He puts on a giant wolf hat. Because <laughs> <and laughs> challenges him to a fight, and we find out he is Duratan, son of Garat. <laughs> And challenges him to this thing that is now suddenly all important to orcs for the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Their big tradition, which is, I guess, anyone can challenge anyone to yeah. a fight. Yeah. And then you just you fight, and whoever's the winner is the best guy. Which now the movie pinges on. Yeah. So while they're having a fight, Evil Green Wizard and Duratan, there's a magic fight. Yeah. Because Mustache and the dude have gone to take down the Guardian. Yeah. Who is now looking... Very haggard and decimated in, in the same way that the evil green orc was. He's now sprouted like orc horns and uh, his his blood is all flowing green. He's That golem has come alive in this magic battle. And he's doing this incantation and they're trying to stop the incantation, basically. Go back to the orcs. The wizard, evil green wizard, cheats to win. He uses his green fell to suck out the life from Duratan. Duratan keeps fighting, of course. The wizard breaks tradition and kills Duratan. Well, one of the best things during this is Black Hand, you find out, is from the Exposition Clan. Because <laughs> <laughs> while, while Gul'dan is fighting, he's like, well, what about the magic portal? I don't have time. Black Hand, you finish this. He's like, no, this is sacred. You have to finish the yeah. fight. So now we know how important that is and also that the magic is suffering. Yeah. So they're trying to open the portal while all this is happening. That's yeah. what the wizard is doing. Yeah. So they're trying to stop the wizard. And Duratan is trying to buy time and also expose the wizard as a bad guy. I guess his whole plan was to get killed because I guess the green time? wizard just uses his magic to cheat. 
And there's a lot of like, hey, what the F? Like, everyone seems to start to turn against the wizard. And then the wizard's like, I can do this to literally fucking anybody. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. You're all dead now. Anyone else? No good. So let's just attack the humans. One of my f- So Duratan's dead. The most compelling character Duratan in this is movie dead. is dead. And his wife. Duratan and his wife are dead. The, uh, the one of it's my favorite. Uh, it's barely acknowledged i know it right? is barely acknowledged they just skip right over it they just well we'll get to it but there's another character who dies who we don't give a shit about nope. and that is mooned over for like 15 minutes so there's a uh, one of the orcs on looking at this whole battle has a comb over i fucking loved it <laughs> i fucking loved his hair child hairstyle so the horde the orc hordes coming through the portal the orcs are attacking the humans. The humans are attacking the orcs. The king's in the middle of the battle. Paula Patton's in the battle. Yep. Big fights yep. going on. We cut back and forth to the guardian. Now the guardian's golem comes to life, and the golem is doing the incantation. Now you got to <laughs> stop the golem, bro. How do you do that? Cut its face off. I got a golem like I sees him. <laughs> 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 and they did the right thing with taking out his eyes. But yeah, the golem takes the fell. They essentially lop its head off. I just, I, I, I love the magic. I did love the magic in this movie. I thought it was pretty cool, but that's just such bullshit. Like I've created this thing out of clay and given yeah. it life. You cut off the part where a human's eyes are supposed to be. Now it can't see. Can't do anything. That's, I mean, it doesn't have optic nerves. No. It just is a golem. No, it's complete nonsense. And they end up defeating the, the guardian, the headless golem, the magic guy. Yeah. They use some kind of misdirection. They do a Doug Henning thing. The golem smashes him. And the Guardian is defeated, the evil... Well, actually, first the Guardian turns into a demon. For like a half a second, he turns into a 20-foot-tall demon. When he's wading through the blue pool. Yeah. Yeah, so the portal gets cut off. Magician is defeated. Mustache has like a slight temptation with the fell. He fights it off basically by saying, light defeats darkness, explosion, boom. Yeah. So, dude... Leaps onto a hippogriff, and he's ready to go join the fight. <laughs> he gets on public transit. How did he get out of jail? Oh, yeah, wait. Somebody turned somebody into a goat. See, this is... <laughs> That's right. He, we we, we got did, the guard got turned into a goat. Somehow, the magic guy and Lothar defeat the guard and then get... Wait, I, I'm all out of order. How they did... defeat him, and now... Dude runs off to join the fight. Okay, that's right. That was mustache stays Sorry. with the guardian. As soon as they kill the guardian, he's like, "I'm out." But the guardian, as he's dying, does an incantation, and you can see his eyes are blue now, so Uh-oh. he's good again. Yep. And this opens a portal to Stormwind. So the portal which is the fucking place from the beginning. So this, they're basically allowing the humans a retreat. Yeah, the portal that they're was about open to get killed for orcs to come in is now for the humans to go back. Yeah, but they're in the same universe, but it's just a portal yes. to your castle, and everyone's safe there. It's like one of those clue rooms where the they had the access to the other room at the corner of the board. But then the portal closes, and the king and Paula Patton are stuck on the other side. Now they're surrounded by orcs, because the orcs, obviously not knowing how portals work, tried to run around the other side of it. We're like, oh, we'll yeah. just run and catch them. Like, you just ran through a port. You've run through a portal. Okay. You know how a portal works. <laughs> right. I've like, played the game. You've all played the game. Don't go to the back of they the portal. They need to make a portal three. It's not how portals work. Uh, I, one thing I love during this fight with the orcs and the humans is that this CGI blood gets on the lens. It's yeah, not okay, <laughs> the, the way it's real blood. Love how you do that. But I love the, like, the director's like, God damn, we got blood on the lens, but it's such a good shot. <laughs> I gotta keep the CGI blood on the lens. So the portal closes. Now the orcs attack. They're surrounded the king and Paula Patton. 
in the midst of all this chaos, the king and Paula Patton just get to have a moment where they just, they talk. A long moment. A very long moment, while the orcs are slowly beating a path to the king. They're all got to kill the king, because... The honor comes from killing the king. Honor comes from killing the king. So the main bad guy is coming. He's coming to kill the king. King tells Paula Patton, you have to kill me. You have to kill me, and then use your position of power that you will get from killing me to help us end the war. You'll be a, you'll be a, a force for good on, in this in this fight. Yeah, dilly dilly. <laughs> so she's torn about this because she's kind of starting to embrace her life with the humans. But just as evil orc is about to get to him, she comes up from behind. She has a knife that the queen had given her. Yep, and she <laughs> slits his throat. Kills him. The orcs cheer, and there's a scene where she is crowd surfing <laughs> while crying. <laughs> they pick her up and pass her around, and she is just sitting there, arms and legs not moving, crying. Yeah, while crowd surfing for for being vicious brutes. I got to hand it to the orcs; they were pretty respectful of crowd surfing a woman. <laughs> Nobody copped a field. Yeah, Nobody, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on, move it along. I've been at concerts. There are pricks who do that. Then the green wizard says to Paul Patton, the horde has embraced you orc. So she's being accepted as an orc. Yep. But boom, dude flies in. Well, he, the hippogriff lands. Hippogriff lands and starts fighting off all of the orcs. The hippogriff fought better than any of the humans, why didn't they, Why wasn't that the plan? I know, right? <laughs> that thing was fucking wrecking shop in the middle of those orcs. So he comes just to grab the king's body and to take it out of there. But just as he's about to fly away, he gets captured. When he wakes up, there's the evil war chief ready to challenge him into a one-on-one battle. In and it's, is what seems they call it. to set up this whole, like, there's going to be this big-ass fight scene, and the dude takes him down in one quick move where he basically cuts his nards off. What the fuck, man? <laughs> right? I mean, it's just the like... The other thing this stole from Lord of the Rings, the last one is that it has five battle endings. Yes. And this last one is just so cheap. It's awful. Yeah, they set it up like, oh, it's going to be the big fight. This is the fight you were waiting for from the beginning, the one-on-one human orc fight. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where you run, slides under him, slices him, and the dude dead. The dude is uh, orc is dead, and then dude stands up and says... For my son. <laughs> Boom! So he takes the body, King's body, and he's take, getting out of there. The evil green wizard says, kill him, kill him, kill yeah. him. He's surrounded by orcs. There's an orc that looks like Glenn Danzig right next to him. But the tradition, the tradition mm. is you don't kill the guy who just killed the guy. Yeah. You let him go or whatever. Why, why didn't any of those other orcs now challenge him to mock garage? I know, right? I they, guess they that's know, part of the tradition. They know the slicing the nads move. Complex tradition. I know. I think that's <laughs> just co- one move. It's a complex tradition. <laughs> so the wizard's going to kill him himself, but Paula Patton yeah. steps in because she's like a, a treasured orc now. And, now she, and, and she, she basically talks him into a sequel. She's yeah. like, yeah, you can <laughs> kill him now. That's you it. You can kill him now. But the war is only beginning. But wait, or wait till you see the receipts from China. <laughs> War is only beginning. So he takes off with the body, and now we get the king's funeral. That's a whole scene. Dude becomes the new king. The king no, uh, The king says something to some boy. Oh, no. Fuck, I'm way off. The king's dead now. King oh, never mind. way dead. Never mind. King's way dead. But the new king is the dude. Are you sure about that? Yeah, he is. I thought the king's son was going to be the new king. King's son? Yeah. Who the that, fuck is the king's son? That's what I was talking about. That's the one he says goodbye to when he leads. He's a, There's nobody else I would rather have protecting my family while I'm gone. That's his son. Uh, now, dude's the new king. There's a whole thing. It, I, it would not surprise <laughs> me if I misread you. this whole thing. 
yeah, he's the new king. He wants to go and kill all of the orcs. We're going to start a huge battle, orc human battle. They're in the, you know, this is like basically it's setting up the entire thing. Which does that is, mean he has to marry his sister, who is the queen? That's what I was thinking. They that's, they seem to get a little kind of wink winky there. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that's it. The movie's over. Wait, so, no! Yeah, big title card, Warcraft. Last scene. Goes back down. Last scene. Don't you remember? Orc baby what? in the reeds. Orc Moses. So Orc Moses just floats down the river. He's floating. We hear some words from Duratan about you are going to be leading the orcs. You're so important in this world, and this is your world, and you should take it. And the baby comes up on shore. Some, we uh, guess humans pick it up. And they hold it up, and then we see the orc baby go, ah, make a crazy face, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. Setting up the sequel again. So much of the last 20 to 30 minutes is like, yeah, we're not even finishing this no, movie. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. You got to get to 2, 3, 4, 5, 12. To- how, confi- how convenient would it be to, to make a movie and be like, oh, we don't have to finish this. Yeah. We're just going to go talk we're about just, this in the next one. We're going to tell a little piece of this story. We don't have to introduce character arcs. We yeah. could just say... Uh, green magic bad, blue magic good. Absolutely, you, the guardian's good when he's green or bad when he's green, good when he's blue. <laughs> what the fuck? And that's kind of there've been a lot of movies like that in recent years, and it's sort of a product of the fact that you have had all these successful franchises. You have the Marvel Cinematic Universe that they're just telling little piece of the story, and they always end on some sort of a cliffhanger, and then some sort of an end credit scene where they're setting up the next movie or some other movie and introducing some new character. So that's been so successful for a handful of franchises that everyone wants to do that now. So Warcraft is coming in and saying, we can't tell this whole one movie in a thing. We need to tell this giant movie that just sets up 20 other movies. Yeah. We, want it, we want it to keep going forever, much like Marvel or DC or Star Wars or some of these other we ones. We talked will. about it a little bit in the King Arthur that not only are they doing that, they're also trying to introduce all these tertiary characters that have their own movies, Absolutely. their own spinoffs. All the potential for to have their own thing and their own franchise, and that's a story we'll tell in some other movie. We don't need movie. to finish and, a story here. Yeah. We can just tell just pieces of it there. Just a little bit, and then we'll, fi- we'll figure it out in the next movie. And it's like, well, what the fuck am I even watching this movie for? Yeah. Why am I watching this movie if all you're doing is setting up the next fucking movie? Just show me the next movie. Yeah. Show me the part you're setting up. Anyway, that's Warcraft. That's Warcraft. And Hollywood cinema is dead. (laughs) So let's wrap it up and give our ratings. Quirky final thoughts on Warcraft. Final thoughts on Warcraft for a movie that whisks you from place to place. Doesn't introduce character names. Doesn't introduce character arcs or themes. The most appealing character is Duratan, Mm -hmm. a fully mocap character who they kill and don't devote enough screen time to. I like the magic. I love that kind of shit. Especially knowing that it's based off video games. I like playing magic characters. Give me some of the powerful magic characters. I got to say, I didn't hate it. Uh, it's It's got incredible problems yeah. in this movie. But yeah, you could find worse ways to spend some time. Yeah, uh, it's not good at all. It's definitely bad. There's no question about that. It's just a. It's just not a very well made movie. Like I said, it's it's very boring. Yeah. Like that's kind of the surprise thing. As a storytelling device, it's not as good. As fast as it moves, and as many places as you go, and as big as this movie is, and as much action as there is, man, it is deadly dull. So many scenes are just laying there on the screen, and nothing is happening. And there's all these attempts, very admirable attempts, like I said, to to bring some complexity in there, to bring actual emotion in there, to bring a little darkness in there, and I definitely appreciate that. None of it really 
comes through in the execution. It's all just ambition. Yeah. The execution is garbage. Yeah. And that's the thing we talk about. We don't mind movies where we're kind of in the dark. Absolutely not. Things aren't fully revealed. Yeah. But that's not what this movie does. This movie counts on you knowing this stuff already. It's just gibberish. And Easter eggs it. And it's like like we were saying, a lot of it is they're kind of organizing the explanation in the wrong order. (laughs) We find out things that are really essential things to know, like in the last half of the movie that we really needed to know in the first half of the movie to have have any enjoyment. After you've had that reveal, like 30 minutes previous. Exactly. Here's here's the reveal of the scene where we just just did that. We just covered it. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie's not good. Everything looks fake. It's not a universe you ever really want to revisit or spend any time in. And yet, as I said in the beginning, does it demonstrably worse than your league average Marvel Cinematic Universe movie or just general Hollywood franchise movie? Nah, not mm. really. Run of the mill bad. That's a dare. Yeah, that, I would give it a straight up dare as well. Not a double dare and not a recommendation double dare either. It's a dare. If it's on, you could waste some time with it. So we've given our ratings. We've told you what we thought. And that's all we have for you on this episode of Dare Daniel. But we'll be back in two weeks to review another one of your fantastic movie dares. Until then, send your most sadistic or altruistic movie dares to us at daredaniel.com and be sure to follow Dare Daniel Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like and rate us on iTunes. It's now called Apple Podcasts, I believe, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can read more of my movie reviews on our website at daredaniel.com. Quirky, where can people find more of your work? You can find me performing at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. You can find me at Suspects Dinner Theater on the Delta King in Old Sacramento. You can also come down, take some classes with me at uh, Sacramento Comedy Spot. Love to see you there. Do it. Do it, people. Get off the get off the schneid. Yeah, really get off your schneid. Get off your schneid, you schneid honor. For Dare Daniel, I'm Daniel Barnes. Our producer is Johnny. Johnny Leroy Jenkins Flores. And I'm Corky McDonald saying Leroy Jenkins. What the fuck is that?